0: The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then, trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with Intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always
1: monitor traffic and weather conditions.
2: for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details.
3: What's going on, family? I'm Tamika D. Mallory, and I'm My
4: Son the General, and
3: we are your host of Street Politicians, the, the place, place where the streets, and streets and politics, politics meet. meet. My God, I'm the streets and politics. Well, I don't That's know what about that. Meet. I'm saying, don't that. try to. You know, I'm what I'm the saying, you're you becoming very, very politically no, minded, Poli- politically inclined, politically but I'm, inclined.
4: You know, my my foundation is the
3: street. Absolutely. You know, what I'm Absolutely.
4: saying shout out to um, Killer Mike though. Look, this this up. is dope. Look. Plot, plan, strategize, organize, mobilize. Yeah. This is dope. Killer Mike. You know what I'm saying? I got to give my own shameless plug. Never sell my soul, you know? We march. love them both. We you know love what what them I'm both. Saying? We, we love Killer Mike. Black men.
3: We love Black men out, he out here doing what we do. We here doing we do. to make sure that
4: Georgia turned
3: blue. So we got to give
4: the brothers give, some love. give him some love. Always.
3: And me. those things embody Mike. Like, yeah. that's him. But this strategize, is what it is. I should have, if have
4: had my um, Until Freedom hat on, it would have went properly. Like, like. Plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize until freedom. Uh-huh.
3: Well, wow! So we gotta tell him it's a co-brand. It's thing. a co-brand thing. He gotta thing. give Next us thing, some I credit the until freedom hat. It it He'll probably been crazy. say send him some stuff like everybody else. So let's not talk about that right now. But I was thinking. Because there's a lot of stuff going on. But we still have to live our regular lives. Like, you know, we cannot just allow all of this craziness that's going on to suck up so much energy that we're not, like, working and planning, plotting, Mm. strategizing, Strategizing. organizing, mobilizing mobilizing, um, within our communities. And I've been trying to check in with my youngins. and, And, you know, some of them are my mentees and others are just folks I talk to. And I recognize that. There is a common thread among many of the younger people I talk to. They get so frustrated about the journey, the mm. process towards where they're going. They're on it and they're badass. So I'm not trying to say in any way, shape, or form that they're not going to accomplish because they will. Um, but they're real frustrated, much more than we were, uh, at least than I was, yeah. um, you know, working with. Our dear sister, Rachel Nordlinger, we worked at the National Action Network for 14 years. She's been there even longer than that. It was a process. We worked all night long at times. We didn't get a chance to, you know, to party as much and to enjoy as much. We had to make those things are part of the daily experience because we were on most of our lives, the majority of our lives, and there were a lot of no's, a lot of doors closed in our faces. You know, there were a lot of moments when we were chastised and strictly um, addressed because we weren't doing things as we should be, not showing up on time, just things like that. It just wasn't tolerated. And I noticed. And, and I think some of the failures that they go through, it just gives people a meltdown. Like they just can't, they don't know how they're going to make it. And I'm constantly saying, yo, because I was thinking with my thoughts, <laughs> that you have to trust the process. The journey is a part of the story. And I'm so excited that later on we could be talking to one of our guests that is going to help us. And that's one of the questions that I have for her. Um, but that process, that's where all the good stuff is made. Mm. And it doesn't mean that it, it, that it, it, it won't hurt, because it certainly will. But when it breaks you down to the point where you just don't think you can make it anymore... What does that say about, like, what's happening to our young people? Mm-hmm. I want to see our young people, because first of all, they have so much more than we had. Mm-hmm. So many more opportunities.
4: But we didn't have social media to give you a false sense of reality, right? We, mm-hmm. we actually dealt, we seen the people or we didn't see them every day, right? So we, we aspired to be like stars that we seen on TV, right? But when we seen those stars, they was actually doing their craft, their craft, and they were doing things. So it made you like, I want to be better at that. I want to learn how to do right. that. Okay. Now when you go to social media, you get 60 seconds of the best
3: moments, moments
4: of someone's life. Yeah. Right. So they got all their chains on, all <laughs> the money on their bed, and you look at that, and it, it, it's a reoccurring picture. Everybody has this picture. They got the best cars. They got all the money. Every second you post on social media is everything good. There's no process. They don't show you, you know. They don't show you how they got the money. They don't show you what the process was. They just show you that they got it. So these young kids are looking at social media, saying, "Damn, I'm failing. I don't have all of those things. Mm. I don't have this car. I don't have all this money. I need to figure out how I could get that and live that life right now." Not knowing that that's not
5: real. That
4: most of those people, some of that money ain't theirs. The cars ain't theirs. And how they, the, the process that they took. To get to that money was real long. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Some of them risking their freedom. Some of them is going to jail tomorrow. So there's so many different things that's not being told to our children but just being showed to our children Mm. that makes them believe that they're feeling and they want the microwave answer to everything. They
3: want the microwave. But they get it with, like you said, everything is in the palm of their hands. So they do get a sort of microwave approach to everything in life. Um, even with school being online, and I'm not talking about pandemic. I'm talking about colleges. Students are going to school on the internet. They don't have to necessarily trek to the classes the way that I know I I had to. It's no work. It's it? a lot of different. It's a but I don't know if that's good for us because it is. Um, developing more entrepreneurs it is giving people the opportunity to be more creative which will hopefully benefit us to control our environments more and to be able to hire our own people and not have to work for others and make them rich But
4: what are are we sacrificing because for me right Mm. as we evolve with technology and we see those situations grow I think we lose communication and interaction it's
3: with the, with, one, with another. one another. That's another. Also, a fact.
4: look the murder rates. People don't know how to communicate. No. People are so angry. All they know how to do is fight. They don't know how to have dialogue with someone that you don't agree with. Like the, the immediately when you don't agree with somebody, it turns into this big. Thing because people have not learned communication. They haven't learned. They haven't, how to learned, they haven't interacted with people, so and they
3: can't take failure or the slightest bit of uncomfortability, of criticism
4: or anything. So it turn, like I was having a conversation with one of my brothers. He called me and and, and I had wrote something about I, I thought somebody was a better rapper than somebody else. He's like, "Yo, this could turn into something." I'm like, "People can't have an opinion. You can't say that you think somebody rap." I'm not saying I want to fight you. I'm it's not saying not that, that you're people. a bad person. It's, but why? Why my opinion that you might not be as good as a rapper as somebody else makes it to where we might have a a, a beef like a beef to where we're at odds with each other. Yeah, well, because communication is to me well at people's has people failed. are super
3: sensitive. People are super sensitive. And you know sometimes I think that, that that's that is also a part of this. Yeah. This thing that I'm saying that younger people um, have sort of lost a sense... I don't know. Maybe they never had it. Maybe we didn't teach it to them. Maybe we gave them too much too quickly. You know, when I think about my own child, although he's a very hard worker, when Tariq is on a job, he's on the job. You don't got to wake him up, but he also loves the money at the end of the week, so he's on it. However... Even when I'm get when he and I are in conflict with one another, he just loses his mind. Like he he and I guess he probably says I learned it from you. So perhaps there there's some things that we have sort of passed down yeah. um, that we have to take responsibility for. But the the hustle and the grind that I saw my parents do and that I now am a part of and in my own hustle, I get worried that. Many of the ver- the younger, like I'm talking under twenty, those younger people, I'm scared. I, I, I'm under twenty five. I'm nervous about whether they are going to be able to deal with the trials and tribulations. Um, you know, suicide rates are up. There's a lot that's happening. We dealing with so much And I don't things, know. Though. I don't. I'm worried. I'm really worried about it, Mice, because mm-hmm. I know that you're going to get knocked down and fail so many times on this journey called life yeah. that if you're not able to handle just, you know, somebody telling you that you can't be late to the office all the time or that you didn't do a job properly and it gives you a mental breakdown, like a meltdown, and you want to quit, I don't know how you're going to make it.
4: Yeah, it's going to be tough, man. But only thing we can do is pray for them, give them insight, you know, a lot of I have a lot of young boys that I mentor, a lot even of young girls that I sit down and I mentor, and and I prepare them. You know, when I was in prison, right? A lot of people had this mind state because I was a rapper. That I was going to go home, and I was going to be the biggest rapper. Oh, you got it all set, and I was like, that's not true. Mm. You know, I said the reality is I haven't been home in seven years. Life changes; things are changing. I might have to start from zero, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I prepare to fail. You know, when you when you have an expectation. And that expectation is just that you're going to be successful without the process of failure. It, it, it can diminish you. Yeah. It can destroy you. So I always, even though I'm very adamant and believe that I'm going to win, I believe that along the, the, the path, I'm going to fail. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the first time that I try to do something, somebody's going to tell me no. But I know I'm going to ask 100,000 people. Because I know I'm supposed to get it, so I'm not gonna let the one person that said, "Nah, we don't want you," the two or the ten person. Because I believe in me so much that it's nothing gonna deter me. So I think that's what we have to teach these kids. We have to teach them self determination and self, you know, resilience.
3: Yeah. Well, one thing I will say is that they're smart. They're smarter than we were. They they, have have access. They know how to you utilize uh, networking and relationships and. Uh, their equipment in ways that we didn't have. So if they just mix a little, a little bit, bit of what of we got, what we have and what that hard got. work and that ten toes down mentality, uh, with the level of in- intellect and intelligence and just amazingness. I mean, when I look at just something as simple as how these young women know how to apply makeup, like this is not something you care about, but I can tell you. Yeah. That the way in which these young girls know how to highlight and eyelash and this and that, they can cut, they can do their own eyebrows. We never, we didn't know how to do all of that. But they have skills, and those skills shouldn't just be used for good Instagram pictures. They should be used so that you can make a little side money and be a part of your hustle and also to build brands and business. So that's my opinion, and that's what I was thinking about in my thought of the day. Well, your
4: thought of the day always comes across as what you were thinking. But the streets is talking.
3: The streets are always talking. Always. Want to know what they're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would love to know what the streets are talking about. You want to know what about. they talking about? Impeachment! Impeachment. But impeachment what? Impeach
4: the peach president. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh that was dope. That,
3: that, was, got, dope, that was dope, though. That was dope. You had
4: one. I put these bars together. You put together, some man. bars together You still a scrub, but it's cool.
3: It doesn't really mean anything. I of mean, I don't it does. know. Like, I mean, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, and it does. You know what
4: it does? It destroys the legacy, the name. You know, it makes sure he ain't getting no perks. After. Well, that's
3: not true. It's not true. No, no, because in order for them to ensure that he can't run for office, that he doesn't have um, as much presidential security, I think he does get something. For a long time, even before this happened, I remember hearing that they changed the Secret Service for presidents, like Lifetime Secret Service. And I think that has sort of been rolled back. I think Obama may have been the last one to receive Lifetime. The other presidents, I think now it's like 20 years or 25, you know, something like that. Um but i think regardless he will get some type of security however it's reduced and then there are other things that happen that he i don't think he gets a museum and you know the, sort of those things but in order for
4: he them to get a to, pension?
3: Uh, i don't know that's a yeah, good we question don't need to pay but him or none in order of that? for all of those things to happen i believe he has to be convicted that's the, the the second step so you impeach and that's what happened the first time and also with bill clinton they were impeached but then they were not convicted at a trial i guess of the federal government that allow everyone to vote and say that he should now experience the worst consequences of impeachment so i that's what i'm saying it's like what are we doing and my, my. they only have a few days to do
4: it listen man you don't you you cannot allow a tyrant yeah.
6: like
4: the peach brother Right. To stay in the White House. This man is running the White House like the mob, Like, we said that, right? So, the people are getting locked up that, quote-unquote, committed the insurrection, as they say, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They people went into the, the Capitol and did what they did. Somebody pretty much ordered them to do this. this all sick. of them are saying, hey, Trump told me to be here. Trump said to come here. If you look at these people's past history, even though... Obviously, these are they're, they're suffering from the sickness of white privilege and white supremacy. That's an obvious right. situation, but these were quote unquote upstanding citizens. They have regular jobs. These people have regular jobs. They I work guess. for the government. They work for the state. Like they, I don't, were, know they about don't have that. all right. What they didn't have was prior criminal history, right? Mm
3: and they were and they were, just because they haven't been arrested for their criminal activity doesn't mean they don't have prior, prior criminal history no, it doesn't but I'm let that. you finish prior criminal it
4: history then. means that is that is dated and noted okay. and recorded that you is that committed a crime what makes you a criminal that no that's what prior criminal history it doesn't make you that doesn't but I'm just what I'm trying to say is this these people Felt it's like it's like pretty much like a cult. Like I was really sitting there, right. there. like this. That's this is, they drank the Kool Aid. This was some Jim Jones type shit that That's they had going on. And these people were in front of camera saying, "We're going. We, you know, we're taking over the. We're taking over the capital. They so we, so, the so they felt like th- they felt like they were supposed to be doing these things. So if you gonna arrest the people mm. who committed the act, but you ain't gonna even impeach the president that told them to commit the act. Then I don't understand how what, what kind of justice we got Yeah
3: cuz I I always make, give this example of you know if I if you and I are hanging out together Yep and I say let's go down to Billy Bob's house and get my stuff similar to OJ mm mm-hmm. Mhm OJ and the, and his homies that was his stuff went though. to go get their stuff. <laughs> yeah, they but this OJ's is this stuff. is the no, but these white folks that were out there that stormed the Capitol, they believe that this is their stuff. America's exactly. their stuff. So OJ and them, they went to go get their stuff from down in down the hall in the hotel or whatever. And we go in there and we beat people up because that's what they said. The, the people said OJ and them came in there aggressive. They had guns. They pulled guns on them. Nobody I think died. They
4: said bats. Was it guns?
3: They said they had something. Weapons. It they was weapons. weapons. Okay. It was weapons. And those people said they felt threatened. Mm-hmm. Okay? And they went in there and they locked OJ up. Yeah. Because that's what they supposed to do. Because it was OJ his up stuff. Because
4: it was OJ, man. They locked OJ up because he got away the first time and they had an opportunity. I, I hear to lock you, but I'm OJ. just saying. Nobody gets the, locked the, up for retrieving their own shit. That's
3: not true. That's not true because there's a way that you go about it. Huh. If you and I go, if right now I tell you Pookie got my chain, yeah. and me and you gonna go get my chain, yeah. and when we get down there with bats and everything it else, we get jury
4: the, in the world. Yeah, no, he ain't gonna convict you if
3: if Pookie get hurt. Because you supposed to call the police. Call the police again. Yes. I know you don't oh, deal with jail. it. I know you going. That's, I know you listen. don't deal with it. I'm just telling you the if way you were, it's supposed take, listen,
4: to go. Listen, let me tell you <laughs> For Full transparency, if you take my things, my items, whatever belong to me, I'm not calling no police.
3: I'm not saying that you will. I'm going to I agree take my with you that back. we're going to go get our stuff I'm gonna back. I'm going to take it out and your gonna ass. And you're going to be with all said, the shits. Because I'm going to call you like, yo, they got my stuff. You, who got your yeah, stuff? This is yours. We're going to get like, your why stuff. why do we have to talk to somebody but, about getting your stuff back? But I'm just telling oh, you the man. way the law is designed. Man, we need a new law. You can't go down there to man. get Joe's we stuff from different. Pookie's house with the bat and everything else, and then man. beat Pookie up. Maybe somebody dies, and say, "Well, it's because Pookie took my stuff." No. They don't do that. What I'm so you're you right. Is- it's I'm affirming your
4: point. Okay. The man's supposed to go to jail. That's it. Bottom line, this is the man who called the hit. He put the hit out. Exactly. This is the mob boss. Look, the mob. It's this is this is a classic example of the RICO law, mm-hmm. right? The RICO law means that you did something to further enhance a criminal enterprise wow. to further the growth of a criminal enterprise. This man has created a criminal enterprise. White supremacy <laughs> is a criminal enterprise. Now,
3: question. Are you supposed to get the charge? So I asked you this before, but I don't know if you really answered answer okay. me. If you and I go to get the stuff from Pookie and mm-hmm. you stay outside in yeah. the car and say, all right, I'm going to go down there with you, though. Yeah. I'm going to take you down and You put the bats in the thing. You do everything. And you say, but now when we get down there, You got to go in there and talk to Pookie yourself because I ain't going to go in there. They got cameras and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's your stuff. You go in there. I go in there and somehow or another, Pookie, his mama, and his cousin die. Aren't you getting charged with me and what I
4: did? You know what it's called? It's called felony murder and it's called um, acting in concert. Oh, see what I'm saying? It's called acting in concert. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Why acting in concert don't apply to Trump? I guess that's I why they did the impeachment. Experience.
3: Man, fuck the Im, impeachment. That's what I'm trying to say. But it don't.
4: But yes, yeah, we need criminal charges. Criminal charges. Yeah, need to be. we
3: need to have this conversation. We have a guest that's coming guest on that's today coming because one of our brothers. I'm trying to understand what I don't. I don't. I don't to get, get. it. The whole I'm, I'm, listen. I don't how get do it. How do we
4: impeach the peach man? Like, what, <laughs> how, how does do we, we be the process of get a <laughs> full impeachment, not just some charges brought up, not just this and that? What is going to be the process? Of I'm us taking actually on. Getting a conviction? I'm I'm with you,
3: right? Yeah. I'm taking your piece for today. I don't get it. Because I want to see that everybody's running around talking about impeachment, impeachment. And then I hear that it's possible. Well, first of all, they don't have enough senators to agree to impeach the man. And I I think my. I
4: think impeachment is just. I mean, to impeach him. No, no. They didn't have
3: enough. They didn't even. They had enough to impeach him. But they don't have enough of those individuals that would help to convict him. So it was like 10, I think, Republican senators that agreed with the impeachment portion. And they're saying. That they don't have enough. I think they need 16 to 20 or something, which we're going to find out from our guest today, that would actually um, help to, to get yeah, him out of the White House. Going. Exactly. That's what I'm saying so you're to you. you to
4: tell me all this shit don't, We got to talk to Brother Carson.
3: Congressman Carson. My brother. He Let's ask him again. because I'm not clear. This ain't making no sense. But to that's you. why I said on my page, well, trying to figure take out, so it, forget you, about so, it.
4: No, but how do you. You create a law, right? And you don't follow the law. Because we if we did that, it's acting in concert. It's criminal. It's felony murder. All the shit. Oh, everybody well, but they, has to but Because
3: back to the thing we have been talking about for weeks. They're not trying to convict Mama and Papa. He falls in the mama and papa the category. They all together. And in fact, who
4: said he wanted to pardon him? The one who was painted up.
3: Yeah. And, he and said in fact, Trump sent them? There. In fact, one of the officers, the one that was being crushed and the blood was coming out of his mouth. I mean, it, that was probably one of the worst images. It's bad enough they beat somebody with the flag, but the man who was being crushed, I thought that man was dead. I thought he was bleeding because his bones were just being crushed. He thank God did not sustain any injuries. And he said he was shocked. But I saw him on the news saying that as the insurrectionists, the criminals, the terrorists, the thugs were there. They were telling him, the militia, they were telling the ghettos, they were telling him, we're with you. Don't, you know, you don't need to fight us. Like, come with us, basically. They he said they thought. That, they, that he and other officers because they said because we support were you we are against the black anything. lives matter the people were saying to him we have been supporting you as police against the black lives matter movement so, to be with us so he they thought you. he said they thought that he would put his weapons I guess in a different position and turn his hat around basically to say I'm going in here with you and he said no I will never do that
4: white supremacy is a very strange thing man.
3: man it's really unbelievable it's really
4: bad before we go to the next segment and have our special guests join we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors the final
0: season of power book two ghost is here and no one's future is safe after surviving a hit on her life Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father like son. Power Book Two, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app.
2: for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting, changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details.
5: In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC.
3: This is our great brother, our dear friend. It's good to see you, Congressman Carson. Thank you so much for being with us. Tell us what impeachment means. We are unclear.
1: My crew, my crew, my crew, my fam, you know what it is. You know, it's it's good to see everybody. My songs looking
4: ripped, (laughs) GQ style. Don't, don't don't pump him him up. Don't tell
3: him he looking, don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. You already
4: know, man. Good to see you
1: too, man. Too, man. You know, Tamika's over there looking like she's ready for the biopics. We got it. We gotta <laughs> figure out who we're gonna be the player though, you know?
3: Yeah, man. So what is it? I mean, really, where are we and what are we doing? is all of this for uh, pomp and circumstance or is it real and what kind of weight does this impeachment piece hold?
1: Well, I think it I, I think it holds a lot of weight. You know, the, these impeachments obviously they have a lot of symbolic value and symbols matter right now. Uh, I think it also has some some teeth. I think one, hoping that the president doesn't try to run again. Now the social media platforms, I commend them for blocking him. But one wonders, is it is it too much too late? He's on the way out. Now you want to get bold when you're partly responsible for creating this monster who is Donald Trump, but not but you know Donald Trump was able to leverage his celebrity. He was able to use the platform of the White House. I think that he, he gravely endangered the security of the United States. He, he threatened the integrity, I think, of the, the, the democratic system. He, he interfered with the peaceful transition of power. I think that uh, he effectively imperiled, in many ways, a co-equal branch of government. He, he really betrayed his most fundamental trust as a president. Mm. And I think that alone warrants impeachment. I think it warrants a trial. I think it even warrants removal from office. I mean, it's almost—it's really too late effectively, but it certainly meets the test to disqualify him to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or even profit under the US.
4: So w- what I wanna know is, what is the chances of him actually getting convicted? Because me and Tamika was having a discussion and she was saying there's a certain amount of Republicans that have to agree that some of them have agreed to the impeachment, but now they won't agree to the conviction. And what does that process look like? We, we did it in the house. I mean, now
1: it's really in the Senate's hands. And if it, if, if it fails in the Senate, because even though we have a slim, it looks like we're gonna have a slim margin of, of a majority in the Senate, but that doesn't mean all senators will be in, in agreement universally because senators represent entire states. Okay. And the more we get into Biden's administration, I think you're gonna see people with less of a less of an appetite, quite frankly, to pursue an impeachment, especially a third of them will be on the ballot in 2022. So a lot of them are not gonna to want to deal with this impeachment question when many of their states have huge Trump supporters, particularly of the strand that we saw the other day. And a lot of these senators happen to be moderate senators. Mm. And I don't think that I don't think they want to take that political risk because if I were running against them. I would certainly use it to unseat them. So it's a political calculation they're going to have to make. And quite frankly, some of them philosophically feel like it's unnecessary. We need to go forward. Joe Biden has already said that he's not going to pursue any investigations against Donald Trump once he's in office. Um, some of us have been critical Top of bad. that posture, Absolutely. but you know, I think that uh, he's looking at his own legacy. And 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 Joe Biden is. Uh, He's a Democrat, but he, he's also a centrist as well. Yeah. So he's still having to appeal to senators that he's gonna to have to talk to when it comes time for his, his infrastructure bill that we're hoping for.
3: So now, am I right that you need a trial and conviction in order for the things that you mentioned, you know, for him not to be able to run in 2024 and for there to be harsh uh, circumstances that are applied to the impeachment, is that correct?
1: that is correct mm-hmm. that is correct so the question becomes who will have the stomach you know it, it it's the popular thing to do right now and you know what this news cycle things change very rapidly so when it becomes unpopular or when it becomes a thing of the past i don't think a lot of people will have the stomach so for it. The, i mean
3: the trial can happen after joe biden is in office in the white house
1: we still have wow. a trial and a procedure and investigations and hearings that many people still plan on holding after Trump is out of office. Mm. Uh, My my hope is that we will still move forward. But there are even new Democrats who are in very marginal districts who just don't want to deal with it. I mean, there were folks who didn't want to deal with the impeachment in the first place over a year ago Mm. who were Democrats. And now, um, under the year of reapportionment, where you have a lot of General Assemblies and state legislators who are redrawing these congressional maps, a lot of people don't want to be vocal because, they don't want to piss off their state senators and state representatives who are going to be drawing these maps in the next few months, quite frankly, um, because depending on the state, I know I think we're going to get our maps in like April. A lot of people are going to get their maps of their new districts and they don't want to piss off anybody uh, in that environment, especially if they barely won by a certain percentage depending, right. depending on the makeup of the district. They don't want to do it. So
3: it's all about political expediency.
4: So, which so basically what's going on is Trump <laughs> has gangstered the whole system. You Pretty much, quite. it's like like this. Like when you sit there and think about this, is really like when you watch Al Capone and ja guy, What they've done mm-hmm. have created a structure that says you can't touch us. Like when you say untouchables, they've created mm-hmm. an untouchable. Like okay, if mm-hmm. you go against Trump, you have to really mm-hmm. worry about losing your livelihood. You have to be worried about being ousted. You actually have to worry about your life. Like this is really serious. This is when I'm sitting here listening to this. People know that he did something wrong. They know he should get impeached. They know what he did is a crime. But right, people said they say,
3: took an oath that they're supposed to uphold the Constitution and yeah. the laws.
4: And he got us so scared to say, "Yo, you did something wrong," that people are just want just wanted to go away. And then when they think it's gonna go away, he actually can run again in 2024 and and regain the same seat again. And people are, <laughs> and now people are actually saying, you know what? I'd rather just let that happen. You know, I think it's I, I, I think you're on the right track. I
1: think that there are people like Liz Cheney and there are other people who have spoken out about it. Uh, uh, Kinzinger, but I have seen people who come from Ivy League institutions. I've seen people who have been generals. I've seen people who in their communities, they're viewed as being decisive leaders, as bold leaders. When dude walks in the room and I've only met him twice. He he's 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 he objectively he's likable. But I grew up in the hood. I grew up around sociopaths and psychopaths, and I grew up around cats who and and I didn't let them bar me, you know what I mean? So I'm not letting dude bar me. So it just it it, it shocks me that these people who are supposed to be so about our democracy and so about Uh, making sure that we have separate co-equal branches of government. I mean, people who were reckless when it came to Obama, people who were bold and even disrespectful when it came to their critiques of President Obama, they were shaken up when Trump was in the room. They just wanted him to wave at him, if he would do an ad for him. They were so afraid that he would come into their districts, do a rally, and say, "What? you know what? I love your state, but your congresswoman, your congressman, they suck that alone could jeopardize somebody's reelection effort. So to limit that kind of reality, I think it's 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 sad. And then you had Republican leadership who wouldn't back them up. So if Trump said that and a Tea Party candidate wanted to run against a sitting Republican, hmm. you would have a fear from the, from the RNC not dumping money into your campaign to help you block against being primary. And so it, to your point, it was very gangster and manipulative, but, but, but I wonder, man, I think that this is such a case study in the human behavior. Mm. You know, in the, in the uh, 70s and 80s and 90s, there was a big effort in, in the uh, mental health community, particularly with psychologists, of deprogramming people who came from so-called cults. And I know that's a controversial term or a little more but modern it de- But be believe to- me,
4: it, it, I definitely it believe it applies here. Yeah, yeah. Precisely.
1: But, you know, you, you you look at you look at cats like Trump or or somebody like a Jim Jones or David Koresh. I wonder, and I raised this question the other day, I was on a Zoom with, with Dame Dash and, and some pastors. I, I wonder if people start off like this and then they become corrupt or was it already in them and the environment brought out who they really are? Or was I think, it a combination of both? People... I
4: think it's a combination of both. I think being someone who's very, I I consider myself to be cerebral and a thinker who constantly thinks and strategizes. I'm able to see these things, right? And I'm Mm -hmm. able to realize that if I was somebody who was for evil, I can utilize Mm -hmm. this ability to think for evil. I really so when I watch other people do it like I notice a sociopath. I can look at a sociopath easily, but they know exactly what they're doing because when you when you a thinker, you know exactly what you're doing. So, I think it's a, a mixture of both. I think people they start out they start to realize that they have this gift. They 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 have this power that a lot of people don't tune into. A lot of people don't understand that their the, the strength that they have in their conviction and their thoughts actually become things, right? A lot of people mm-hmm. don't notice that it's about how you utilize right. it. You know, it's like Obama has the same ability, right? But he never wanted to utilize it for what it is that, this is, it's like two polar, when you look at this, right? I was watching the Matrix the other day, so this is like Neo and Smith, right? They was actually okay. this Mr. Smith and Neo, they was actually the same person. It was just like the opposite, he was his opposite twin. You know, Neo was trying to figure right. out how to save everybody and Smith was trying to figure out how to take over everything. You know that's why Trump bothered Obama so much, right? Because he seen the power he had. Well, he was but bothered, he, he by, was bothered Obama. by I mean, he right. was bothered by Obama so much because he had he seen this man who had the most charisma was loved by everybody and he couldn't understand why well, he wanted the same power, mm-hmm. but he wanted it for negativity. So it's like a polar opposite, right? So I think your, to your point it has to it's something that you're born with but then when you realize it is which way you take it and i right. think trump has realized that he wanted to take it to control everything not to try to make things better
3: so we always knew this about trump right because we're Ooh. new yorkers and so we know him and giuliani all these individuals we know them from many many years ago from decades ago when he was being a slum lord and a, a you know a terrible employer um, a racist, a bigot, uh, especially in the way that he handled the Central Park Five where he took out the advertisement in the New York Times paper, a full-page ad calling for their execution. And still to this day, knowing that they have been exonerated, he has never, ever apologized and or said that he now knows that he was wrong. So this is his behavior. But I don't want to lose you before hearing more from you about What happened in your situation? Because I don't know if we're talking enough about what these insurrectionists, these thugs, right? I call them ghetto, all of them, right? I don't know if we talk enough about what particular congressional members have suffered as a result of them being in that building. Cori Bush uh, tweeted the other day something I thought was so powerful. She says, we're building a perimeter around the outside of the Capitol to keep people out. But the real threat is on the inside with us and there, they were setting y'all up inside the building. So now we know that there was a letter that was found by one of these individuals with your name on it. And it is a national security threat. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah. You know, I was very, um, disappointed. I, I don't want to say shot, uh, and I, I found out about this uh, indicted terrorist that he he had the means, the opportunity, to carry out plans to violently attack, injure, and destroy government officials, government property, and you know these weren't just idle threats; these were planned and organized measures to take my life, my colleagues' lives, and to destroy our government. And You know, I I think it's especially disappointing to see the failure by law enforcement officials, especially the Capitol Police, to notify people like myself. I get death threats all the time. And a few times the FBI reached out. We always contact the Capitol Police and the Sergeant at Arms, and they have failed miserably. I had colleagues criticize me because for the past decade, I've been openly critical of the Sergeant at Arms because every time I've gotten a death threat, they've been very dismissive. He had my name on a list of good guys and bad guys, and you know, first of all, as a black man and as a Muslim, you know, I, I've been on the corner as a teenager, and dudes have pulled up and shot up the block looking for somebody else, and I've not been hit, and I was, I, I mean, I feared for my life, right. and I would expect as an as a as a middle-aged man as an adult to at least be safe on Capitol grounds, but you know what, I I, I have I have. Even my experience, having been arrested at 17, outside of a mosque and, and, and charged with battery on a police officer resisting arrest and fleeing, certainly not the experience that my brother, my son has gone through. But then having even been in law enforcement for a few years, you know, I've, I've warned my colleagues about the serious threat to national security by white nationalists, domestic terrorists, mm-hmm. and seeing these seditionists rampage through the Capitol with their Confederate flags, and and learning that many of the attackers had affiliations with police agencies—not mm-hmm. a shocker—and and and some of these guys were part-time military and active military, and you know I don't think that there should be any doubt that white supremacy is the largest threat to our internal security. The FBI re- released a report five years ago mm-hmm. verifying mm-hmm. that white supremacists pose. The greatest threat to our internal security when you hear terrorism it has a muslim face an islamic face a brown face right. certainly a black face but you don't deal with the whiteness that exists within terrorism right now there is no federal charge for domestic terrorism
4: mm. homegrown terrorism i call play. it homegrown terrorism
1: homegrown terror so that's why they're looking at vandalism sedition and these kinds of charges but i think that we have to approach domestic terrorism now There's a school of thought that says, if you have established a federal domestic terrorism charge, then you're going to have law enforcement and federal agencies target Black Lives Matter, target other organizations with these charges. So it's a tricky situation, but I think we have to develop language that has a specificity. To attack these groups
3: so okay. we have the opportunity i believe in this moment to get the work done if if ever and i trust individuals like you congressman carson you also right. are friends so we also call yeah. you andre you already um, know but we uh we Big appreciate trade. you, you know. for coming and speaking with us today and kind of giving us more insight and you have so much more to offer we can hear it like yeah. you know we definitely need to have you back on street definitely man
4: you know you a family to us man we just god bless you that you know that why are you inside there that you know nothing happened to you guys and your life is safe you know those threats haven't been have materialized into anything man but we just wanted to let you know you are in our prayers we appreciate the work that you do brother in the way that you represent us properly in thank those you. buildings so thank you continue to do what you do man
1: thank you man i appreciate you both man what an honor to be on the platform man i'm so proud of you all Keep up the good work, man. But it's still Dre. You know what it is. Thank That's you. That's right. That's
4: right. right. Appreciate you, man. Take Talk care, to you later. Congressman. Thank you. Peace. All right. Bye-bye. Before we go to the next segment and have our special guests join, we're going to take
0: a quick break for our sponsors. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything, and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented method man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt, and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2 Ghosts, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app.
2: for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting, changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers, other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details.
5: In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably, consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC.
4: Still Dre. The same Still old Dre. Dre. Even though he got his little suit on. <laughs> but you know, he's, I always got love for Dre, man. He was the first person that brought me to the legislative conference. Conference. CBC. At National, yeah, CBC. Right. You know what I'm saying? First panel. When I was just getting my feet wet into activism and, you know, he recognized it, had me spit some bars and all that there. So there's always love and just hearing him and understanding this process, I just don't think we're going to get no impeachment. <laughs> that's what you, that's what, that was, that was what I, I came to you it came like, away yo, from, we got an
3: impeachment, going. but we, yeah, we ain't, ain't getting no he ain't so. going nowhere. Ain't
4: going to be back in 2024.
3: Well, but we I, can't think, I think, I think, though, I think, though, we have to keep things. This is really important. Mm-hmm. We got to keep things on very specific tracks. We cannot let what Donald Trump is doing allow us to forget, right, that we just won the White House up against these same people because they went, they went to war.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It's not like they were cool.
6: But you know, for they me, they went it's, to war. But and you
4: got to think about this, right? We won the White House, right? But when you think about how scared these people are still of Trump after we won. Like, it's yeah. not like we lost, right? If we was lost and Trump was still, like, moving, going to the next level and people were scared, and he'd be like, okay, this man is losing, got impeached, and they still scared to yeah. do it. Like, I mean, this, it's scary to hear him very, say that. For, but uh, he didn't have to say it to me because this is what I was thinking. Because I'm really watching. When I watch the Republicans talk about Trump, right? And they say, don't divide the country anymore. Like, they're literally scared, right? Well, but it's To hold somebody... Listen to me. When you are scared to hold someone accountable, like, we know he did it wrong. Yeah. But we just, we want to ignore it because he's so strong that him being mad at us can completely divide this country, and we just don't want to deal with that
3: but i don't know if they're just scared mice so i think th- they i think that they are him and he is them i think we have to stop giving them excuses for why they're doing what they're doing these but people are, want their power their way but, but right now the most fabulous woman that i most know
4: fabuloso. In the world, and you know this is my from baby harlem, right
3: from harlem <laughs> yes, from yes stand up oh the fabulous, all the fabulous. You know, why I know that. Why? Because I'm a fabulous Harlem girl. Damn. And So there is my fabulous Harlem sister. We just been talking about impeachment, and it's it just feels so good to turn and look at your. You you always got a smile. So we don't have to some talk about energy. impeachment. Look at all yeah, that. Much more. Look at all that background.
4: Look you got all the background. <laughs> yeah, you did that. You did that.
3: We love you so much, <laughs> Bevy Smith. I love you guys so much. And you know when I reached out to you,
7: Tamika, I wanted to be on this show because it's so important what you guys are doing. And although my show, I mean my my uh, book is about um transformation and remixing your life and and, and making changes in your life, yeah. I do have to address racial politics in it. Because there's mm-hmm. no way that I could be, I could have had the careers that I had um, and withstood all of the micro and macro racial aggressions mm. that I experienced. Um if I didn't have a strong, solid foundation that you of personally being a have girl.
3: experienced. Exactly. In your personal life, because you're a very bold woman mm-hmm. and you've been out here. You look amazing. You
4: amazing. look you know,
3: 25. <laughs> 30 years old tops, but I know Bevy Smith, since I was a young girl and I have a great deal of respect for your career and the path that you have chartered. I know that you walking into the room as bold Bevy didn't work everywhere. Yeah.
7: Well, you know what though? Honestly, Tamika, I made it work Mm. because I refused to ask for permission. You know, I stood very strong in the fact that I was from a cultural legacy of black greatness. So when I was in Milan and Paris and sitting in French, um, front row of fashion shows, and people would say, well, where are you from? I would tell them Harlem, not Manhattan. You know what I mean? That's I would right. tell them Harlem. Yeah. Harlem. Because that's, right. that's where I'm from, and that's what gave me the umph mm. and the zest and the zeal in which to get things done. It really was Harlem. So actually the last acknowledgement in my book is actually to Harlem, mm. the mm. hamlet. Mm. And and I'll also point out something else. Even when I I started making good money probably in my late 20s and I chose to stay in my community Mm -hmm. because I knew it was important for people to see me. I knew it was very important for black girls to see me. So
4: on um, any
3: given day, you can find Bevy, this international superstar in the hood. In the hood, she yes. listen to me.
4: She's so connected. Like I've known Bevy for so many years, yes. man, and she's been. You know, there's a lot of people in this industry that the industry changes them, or they're not accessible. They, the industry, play these little industry games. Mm-hmm. Bevy has never been that yeah. person. She's always a phone call away, I call yes. her, she called me, She we could have a regular conversation, we meet up, we see each other out of state, we sit yeah. at the bar, have a drink, she's still having the same conversation, like, you are one of the most down to earth yeah. people, and watching you grow constantly, reinvent yourself, and be successful in so many different ways, like, knowing that you came through the same industry, and you was doing all these things, I met you in Fat Joe's trailer, You know, after I came home from prison, and you was in there, and me and you just started building, and you just been the same person. Like, how do you continue to reinvent yourself? Like, what is the secret sauce?
7: Mm. The secret sauce is really not ever being complacent, complacent, Mm. never resting on your laurels, Mm. and, you know, always being up for the challenge, and always wanting to experience something new. You know what I mean? Like, I think that one of the saddest things is that, you know, so many times in our community, we don't even dare to dream. Mm we stifle our dreams and it's not our fault really It's that that's like kind of a been inbred in us
6: mm. a lot of
7: times to um you know have dreams but make sure they're sensible right right so you can have a dream to be a lawyer or a doctor but you can't have a dream to be an author or to be a tv personality or you know what i mean and so a lot of times they put a cap on our dreams also we're not given the exposure right. to even know like when i was a kid i came up through advertising And I started out as a receptionist and it was only working in the environment that I learned about becoming a media director, which is what I did in my Mm twenties. And I started this career in, in fashion advertising, but I didn't know that as a little girl growing up in the hood, that I could even have a career in advertising and certainly not in fashion.
3: Yeah. Do you, so are you a big mentor?
7: Yes, you know that. I know. You
3: have a bunch of babies.
7: I know. Yeah, I have a bunch of babies. That's the mother part of the book. Yeah. You know, it really does come from my LGBTQIA family that call me mother. That mm. that um Derek J yes. and Miss Lawrence, my co hosts from Bravo's Fashion Queens, they start calling me mother on set. And then it just kinda carried on. And then the auntie part is really about the young women, and I will say young, under forty.
3: Under forty
7: they 40, really under 35, but I might give y'all something if you're 36 or 37. <laughs> and, and and you see me on TV and you think of me as your cool auntie, And you think of me as oftentimes I get the rich auntie. And then also the bestie part is for me and my girlfriends, the contemporaries. You know, we done been through some things, mm. we know a few things. Um we gonna um we're gonna share war stories over. Cocktails and fabulous trips
3: and you know doing the things and the things. That's right. Sure. And We can learn. I, well, let me ask one more qu- You know this. I'm sorry. Mike. Damn. I know you got questions, but no, this, no, no, I'm this learning just, you, right you, here. Yes, I got to soak it up yeah, I got your thing up. going on. So I was talking <laughs> earlier today and every uh, show that we do I have my thought of the day And I've talked <laughs> about the, uh, the journey and yes. the fact that so many of these young people think things are gonna happen quickly They're just gonna yeah. get up and have all the money and there's no strategy to it, yeah. you know they just expect someone to give them something and i am constantly talking to my babies because now i am 40 and so i have a bunch of babies and i'm constantly Mm -hmm. talking to them about that journey and that grind why don't you talk to us about that from from your perspective and when i asked you about having the babies i know from us and i'm sure you experienced the same thing when we had mentors, sometimes it wasn't that they sat with you and talked to you every day. You just had to watch the work and figure out the lessons along the way. It was through osmosis, right?
7: That's it was really right. <laughs> if we sat down and we looked and we watched and we paid attention and we didn't try and showboat when when grown folks were talking, we were quiet. Right. Because we knew That's they right. were gonna drop some gems and some jewels and we was gonna catch them. That's right. And then we was going to go and, and and get a chain made out of the jewels. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what we did. Um, but, you know, for me, one of the greatest gifts that I've ever had is is my journey. Mm-hmm. So when I quit my job at Rolling Stone Magazine at the age of 38, I had no idea it would take seven years to actually secure the TV job that I was going after. Mm-hmm. It took seven years. That's one hell of a journey. And honestly, if I had known it was going to take seven years, I may not have quit wow that's a really long time i mean I, I obviously i'm very happy that i did it because it worked out really great but in the meantime in between time in my book the chapter that i talk about is broke but blissful and that's when i went broke that that's from like three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year and then two years later to three to, to thirty five thousand dollars, mm. so one-tenth of what i used to make and what did that look like well that looked like housing court Well, that looked like stretching meals. That looked like having to borrow money from my old parents, having to borrow money from one of my dear friends who lived all the way in communist China, and she had to find a way to wire me some thousands of dollars so I wouldn't get evicted, you know? So there were all these trials and tribulations, but along the way, there was so much bliss going on. Hmm. Like, for instance, I just had Pharrell on my radio show. He was my first guest ever on Bevelations and he came back to celebrate the launch of this book. Mm. And he talked about the dinner parties that I created. So I created a business when I was broke called Dinner with Becky. And I took what was at my hands. And this is the important part for your audience. We all have innate gifts and skill sets, Mm. and it's about us taking what we have at our hand. As black folks and as brown folks, we have that gift. We have the tenacity, we have the resilience, and we have the ingenuity mm. to take what is at our hand and create something. Mm. That's what we did with hip-hop. That's, right.
6: That's
7: what I did with Dinner with Becky. You know what I mean? We're going to make nothing into something make all lemonade. day, every day.
4: We're going to make That's lemonade. What we gonna That's what we're going right. to do. We're
7: going to make lemonade, and we're going to spike it.
4: <laughs> That's right, because we you d- you gonna spike it. You definitely <laughs> yeah. gonna spike it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spike it for sure, Beb, So tell us about the book. Like, what is the name of the book? Okay, whip wait, 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 yeah, wait We need get that. The yeah, get the book. Get the book, babe.
7: Revelations. Lessons Revelations. from a mother, yeah. auntie, bestie. So I already, I broke down what the mother, the auntie, the bestie is about. I call it the unholy trinity. Um, and so, uh, Tamika, you would be a bestie to me but to so many people, you are auntie mm. and to other people, you're also a mother. Okay. Okay. Now see my mm. son, you are a bestie to a lot of people, That's right, a lot of people, but then you also have aunties in your life.
4: That's mm. right.
7: See how that goes? Go, go so ahead, a, look
4: how you do it. Go ahead, babe, you gotta think. circle. Full circle,
7: yeah. cool, okay. And so the book is really about um, my trials and tribulations from finding out that I was miserable, even though I had a dream job. I was the only black person in management at Rolling Stone Magazine. They had a writer Torre. Mm. He was there, but he was on the the um, on the editorial side. I was on the business side, aka the money. Mm.
6: The money. where the money resides. Right. Reside.
7: I, I was residing where, where the money, the money, money reside. reside. <laughs> okay, I was with the money reside. Okay. And um, but I was the only one. And this is in two thousand and five. And 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 to me, that's just ridiculous that even in two thousand and five, there was still the only one conversations going on. Um, but when I quit my job. I quit with the idea that I wanted to do TV. I wanted to DJ, I wanted to be a photographer. I want to be a parasailer. I want to be a writer. Mm. I want to be an actor. I want to do whatever my creative spirit led me to do. Mm. So I, I quit for freedom. Mm. Mm. But this book is about how anyone can do it. I give practical tips on how to build your personal brand. So now,
3: let me let, before you finish that, let me say to our audience: I, Tamika Mallory, I'm going to go purchase twenty books today. Oh my god! Revelations, and I am going to send these books to young women who I work with across the country that I think need to read and know more about this young woman who came up in Harlem who is now the mother, the auntie, and the bestie of us as black women, but so many people around the world. And so I'm going to buy 20 books, and all of my young mentees and friends will receive those books. But I got to get them signed you know? by you, so I got to drop them at your door, man, Yes. have you sign them, and then pick Just them swear. up, because you know it's still COVID. And I learned yes. on your Instagram page that the way to talk to you is from downstairs outside your balcony. I <laughs> 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 I
4: love it. I'm like Juliet.
7: You know? Romeo. Yeah, Bougie. (laughs) I'm Bougie.
4: Bougie. Bougie. i I like that. Exactly. Man. Well, listen, we love you so much and we got to make sure I'm going to see if I can get me a couple of books for my little sisters, my moms. You got to get those. Like, you know what it is? Ever since I met you, you give me like Patty Labelle is like my favorite person uh, in the yeah. world, mm. and you give me like that vibe. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, you yeah, got yeah. that Patty vibe, and it's just uh-huh. so dope. So that's why when you when I'm looking at this book and the name of it, everything fits. It like I'm telling you, this is exactly who Bevy is. She is the best friend, the auntie, the mother. She she embodies all that. So I'm just so proud mm-hmm. of you, man. For yeah. real. Thank
3: yeah, you, my babe, loves. We love you so much, and I just want you to know that I started pumping up my mid area here and wearing it out a little bit in 2020 because you told me you don't got to cover it all up all the time. Mm -hmm. Just because you are in in, in social justice doesn't mean you can't be sexy. And so I am definitely rocking my sex. And you kill it and you kill it. (laughs) And you are so sexy.
7: You have incredible legs. You have beautiful little tiny feet. You are a sex shooter and a social activist. Okay. I mean, come
4: now. Don't gas okay. her up. Yes. I got to deal with her when you leave here, baby. Listen,
7: oh, you listen. You listen okay. but you know you sexy.
4: Okay. Oh, Lord. You don't talk, No. Oh, don't hey, listen, baby. baby. So, you but you do. Good tell good me though. more. Tell me more.
3: But it's
7: true. Y'all know it. You know <laughs>
3: what I mean? Y'all know it. Yeah. We, we love I you. We try to keep it, you know, because my grandmother always says, no matter what you are going through, Get in that mirror, put that lipstick on, <laughs> yes. spruce yourself up, and feel good about you, even if no one else That's does. Right. So said don't, Amen. Look, don't
4: look like what you've been through. Yeah.
3: There you go. That's us as a black people. That's right. So,
7: thank you guys so much we for We love you. We know you got to go. Thank book.
4: you for coming to I Will Show You. Bevelations. You gotta, whenever you want to come, you hear Bevelations.
7: Yes.
3: Thank you guys. Man, Bev, she was like just getting warmed up, you know. And we know when Bev
4: warm day. up, she warm oh, up. She's the She's best. She's really,
3: really just um dope. And I know I'm I'm learning from her. Not enough of our young people understand how important some of what she was talking about. She said one thing that I know a lot of younger folks don't necessarily like that we sat we sat in rooms and we were quiet. Mm. I did that for many years in my career. I sat in rooms where I did not speak. They always said, you be seen and not heard. And I know that, you know, when we, you know, it's not something that you want to pass around freely, right? Because we don't want to be stifling our younger people and not allowing them to have a voice in But you got to the tell room. them it's
4: a process. Though.
3: But there is a process, and it is important to listen. It's important to take in a lot of information and to be a fly on the wall, especially when you're coming up. And so if I go out right now with, you know, Bev Smith and Triness from Sylvia's and a- other women um, that I look up to and that I respect, when I'm out with them... I listen. You know, and of course they respect me and I can have a voice, but I listen. I'm listening to Bev with I, I was like intently mm, listening. listening to what she has to say and I'm going to read this book with intention as well to learn and to pass those Definitely got to go on. get Revelation.
4: Revelation. Bevelations. 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 go get it man. You know, and I and, and I I remember that sentiment. You know, as a young boy, I guess that's why I always had like a lot of older friends because I would listen. Because I was a sponge and I paid attention, like they would love to sit and talk to me. When everybody else was trying to do a lot of things, I wanted to get information. I would sit around people, especially people that I seen that were successful at doing things that I wanted to do. I would sit around and just listen and ask questions and then just take in, not just debate. Even if I didn't agree with something, I would just take it in. After, and then when I when I didn't oh, we agree, know my son. but when I didn't that's agree, that's what
3: you do. No, no, you still do that. No, now. I don't
4: agree with you because you're crazy. <laughs> you just crazy sometimes. But at the end of the day, you know, when I didn't agree, I would think about a way to say, okay, to 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 relay that I don't agree without being well, being combative, argumentative, and argumentative. Yeah. Well, you know no, what I'm saying? And sorry, I think a lot of these you kids. Sound. But no, I'm cool. saying you, because you're very argumentative. You don't realize
3: No, that. no, I watch you in your communication with other people as that well. That are argumentative. Go back to your lives. Yeah,
4: we you and go, and to, your I, I can go to your lives too. All I'm saying is that, well,
3: I didn't say I wasn't. Too. Oh, okay. I'm saying I am. Yeah. But I. what I will say is that that's something that I think is actually an attribute of yours, even though sometimes you're a little nuts and we have to bring you down, calm you down. But... You definitely will listen to people's perspectives. And then one day, I hear you repeating what you heard in either the affirmative or not, saying, this is what I think about it. But you won't necessarily say it in that moment. Because one thing that I think um, that I've noticed about you is you don't, one, like to be wrong. That's a man thing. But you know, that's another day. I guess women the same I make it up. but But also, what I think you don't want to do is to sound stupid in the room about something you don't know. So so I think that's a good thing. It's a good yeah, thing.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah. sometimes I just don't know it, and sometimes I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that, was that brings good, me good to my I don't get it. But don't you get it You know, so we've been talking about all of this with impeachment mm-hmm. and Trump and how this looks, right? And this young, there's a no, he's not a young boy anymore, but there's a boy by the name of Dante Mitchell, a man actually, 41-year-old mm-hmm. man. Yeah who's been in prison since he was 17 years wow. old. You know, and he that was That story
3: is heartbreaking. It's
4: heartbreaking. He's been in prison since he was 17. He was arrested for robbing a McDonald's. You're he awesome walked man. into McDonald's with a gun, shot in the air, told people to go in the back, locked the little room, took the money. Nobody was injured, nobody was hurt. He didn't hit anybody, nothing. 17-year-old reckless just being you know Improperly influenced by just things, his mother was on drugs, he was dealing with so much different trauma, the trauma that I've experienced myself. I know people have gone through it, and because of this crime, the man was sentenced to thirty five to seventy years in prison, mm. but
3: somebody could have gotten hurt
4: okay, it could have, and then I'm not saying he didn't deserve so. to have to go to prison like I'm not saying that, but mm. thirty five years at seventeen for committing a crime that nobody was hurt, yeah. Thirty-five cool. years. The man's been in jail for the last twenty-four years. Mm. So what I don't get is how you can cause insurrections, yeah. but at the end of <laughs> you can storm the Capitol with intent to kidnap, Kill. harm, Kill, yes. like w- intent. Not with
3: intent to.
4: With intent. Yeah. No, no,
3: doing it.
4: No, and people die in all of this. Yeah, and and, and yeah. the charges that you give these people are charges that they might do maybe four or five years. But you, you're charging this man, a 17-year-old, a, a kid, 35 to 70 years. We got a people that don't even want to impeach a president that caused an insurrection, that caused a coup against this nation. They don't even want to impeach him. Hmm. They want to give him the opportunity to be the president again in 2024. But a 17-year-old boy, poverty-stricken dealing with drugs, dealing with trauma in communities, not even understanding the ramifications of his actions. You were sentenced 35 to 70 years, and he's still in jail 24 years. Yeah. After, you know, there's supposed to be... acts In New York City, where there are acts where 16 to 17 shouldn't be charged as adults, where there were clemency situations that Governor Cuomo had promised to give consideration to, and this man fits the criteria for that. So I really just don't get... What are we doing? What, what, why are we over criminalizing our youth, our especially black and brown youth? Why are we, we so quick to throw the, the key away? Throw the key yeah. You know, for young black boys who are definitely experiencing trauma, but white supremacists who plan to murder, who are grown and who understand the ramifications of their acts, a president who causes and directs people to take over this government. We we barely go impeach him. We we listen to you know you know counsel. I mean, Senator Carson explained to us how he doesn't even really believe that he's gonna get any conviction. But this young boy is sitting in jail. I'm
3: looking on my phone to find the name of this woman, another woman that we've been talking about, um, Gloria Taylor. She confessed to selling a handful of cocaine. And they gave her... She's been in prison now for 30 years or something. And I don't know, 999 years. 999 years is the sentence for this woman. This is the time that she's serving for selling a handful of cocaine. The sentence and laws have got to be changed.
4: The sentence and laws and the people who you're like Yeah, You have to know... We have to notice and this is why a lot of people were critical of Biden and Senator I, him, Well, like, absolutely. This is and this is why absolutely. A, and this is why I pledged to make sure that they're held accountable. That's you right. know a lot of those laws, these crack laws that were put into order, they affected black and brown people. That's right. And they're still so they they're, were supposed to. They, were, they, were, targeting. So, they were targeted yeah. and, and they're still affecting black and brown people. Yeah. And and we want this administration to understand that they have done harm to our communities. And they have an obligation to try to right those wrongs. Mm-hmm. So when you look at Gloria Taylor, when you look at Don T. Mitchell, you know you can. This this is a good faith basis to start with, making sure that you write these wrongs. And then as we go down the line and we look, make these laws retroactive because mm-hmm. people. When you think when I when I've talked to this young man who is now in solitary confinement because he started an organization for young black and brown youth, and they call his organization a gang. Anything that you do inside a prison... Now, is
3: he the one that they started making, like, clothes or no, something?
4: No, he, he's not that guy. Okay, but, but there's that's a, another guy. There's another guy. guy. They yeah. started making clothes out of just, you know, the sheets scraps and scraps from, the, from the thing. Right. And they created, like, fashion. And they and they locked them up because they said it was against the rules. So they stifle your your creativity. And they stifle yeah. your, your, your ability to evolve and to grow. But you so can what do you make
3: clothes... For, for a, cr- a corporation, Craft. Cor- you
4: can make the craft. You can clothes.
3: make the clothes for Victoria's Hallmark Secret and, and all of those things. At one point, it was Victoria's Secret and all these. You can make their clothes, but you can't work on your skill set so that if when you, when you are able to, to society, return to society, you can act woman. right. And so with Deontay is his name. It's Don'ty. Don'ty. Don'ty Mitchell. Mitchell and AKA
4: and Me. That's and Gloria
3: chance. Taylor these can't be situations that we just look at and say it's so bad we actually have yes. to do some work and
4: they have the ability to try to they, can, they can they yes. can they can get clemency like Dante is actually working on clemency and, and you right. know he's doing everything he can so you know we're looking at this administration we're looking at people of influence like let's talk about this let's make sure that these things are retro, you know rectified and that these people actually have a chance to come home now. And live productive lives.
3: That's right. Absolutely. I agree.
4: So, with that said, we had a good episode. It yeah. was a dope yeah, episode. Good. We had
3: a great conversation with both of our guests today. You can tell that they have a wealth of knowledge. Um, You know, Congressman Carson, I'm looking forward to us working with him. I'm sure that there's a different swag that some of our congressional members have now that they know there's a White House, um, that they can call and get somebody with good sense on the phone. Doesn't mean they're always going to do the right thing, but at least they can call up and have have a conversation. conversation. They know that there's now going to be a Senate. Because I, I can't imagine if I was a congressional member how how after a while you just like you don't even want to be there anymore where every time you work hard to pass something it goes to the senate and it gets shot down that no one wants to operate at work in that type of environment all the time where you know that you're doing all this work and you're so invested and it's not going to actually become law because there is another body that has more power than you and so now they know that there's a fair shot and so i would imagine that they're walking around because listen AOC and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and uh, Corey Bush and Jamal Bowman. I yeah, mean, I'm I could, uh, Yvette Clark. And the names go on and on and on. And, of course, Andre Carson. Uh, we're looking for them to do some big things.
4: Big things popping. Little things stopping. Big
3: things popping. Listen,
4: I'm like Hopefully. Go- hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully big things. Yeah, hopefully. Listen, I'm not going to always be right. Tamika Mallory will not always be wrong. Most of the time, she will be. Folding. Not always. Folding. Tamika D. Mallory. But we will both always be authentic.
3: That's a fact. Thanks for joining Street it's Politicians.
4: Peace. Peace.
3: That's how we own it.
2: for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details.